Hello, this is Josh Belk with the Belk on Business Podcast. Today, we're going to pick up on the uh, continuing topic, talking about a money mindset in a side of our business. And we started off talking a lot about purpose, really kind of understanding our purpose, knowing our purpose, and begin to transition a little bit over the last couple of weeks into certain areas that we can look at on our income statement, on our balance sheet, as it relates to um, the health of our business. Today, we're going to focus a little bit on the equity section of the balance sheet, and then also uh, talking a little bit about uh, business maintenance or maintenance inside of our business. And uh, how can we take a look a little bit at our uh, financial statements, look at our equity section on today's podcast, and and see can that clue us in a little bit, clue us in a little bit, others that may look at our financial statements, clue us in a little bit as far as on the health of our company. We take a look at that section. What does some of that mean? And uh, what essentially is, is its impact on the business finances as well as, uh, as it relates to the taxation uh, within our business structure as well. So uh, starting off today, talking a little bit, how are we managing our equity. How are we managing our equity? We've talked about a lot about how to manage our cash flow. Now we're going to talk a little bit about managing our equity. Now, the equity section is important. And the reason why, and I'll kind of at a really high level, uh, we have our assets on our balance sheet. There are three sections. We have assets, we have liabilities, we have our owner's equity. Uh, so your owner's equity, you may call it a shareholder's equity, it may be a member's equity, it may be called different things, but essentially whatever the title is for that type of business, whether they have shareholders, men, uh, members, whatever the case may be, we're just going to use the general term owner's <coughs> equity. So you have assets, the, essentially what uh, you own in the business, uh, who owes you, all of those appear on the assets section of the, uh, of the balance sheet. Liability section is uh, um, who do you owe. And then once we get into the equity section, it's the difference between the two. So if I have more assets than I do liabilities, I'm going to have a positive. I'm going to have positive equity in the business. If my liabilities are greater than my assets, then I would end up in a situation to where I would end up with negative equity. And this can happen in a number of different ways. <clears throat> so uh, at any point that, say, for example, I have greater losses than maybe the uh, the equity or the money I put into the business, that could result in negative equity. Uh, now, uh, when it comes to taxation, uh, negative equity can point to, um, uh, to some problems as well. If I end up in a negative equity position on my balance sheet, if I end up taking distributions out of my business and excess of my basis inside the business, I could uh, end up in a situation to where I have additional tax exposure. So uh, it's very important from a tax aspect to make sure that we're monitoring these things. A lot of times this comes to uh, comes from, we've talked about this in a previous podcast, for us uh, taking an asset, so we go and we purchase an asset, and it's an asset that may depreciate over time, and we go and we get a loan on that particular asset. And that asset, the, the, the liability ends up being greater then, uh, so that loan ends up being a greater amount than our book value of that asset, not the fair market value of that asset, but the book value of that asset. So if I silo that transaction, so I go through, I buy a property for 120000 and I go through, I start depreciating it. That first year, I take $10,000 of depreciation. So my, uh, my asset on the books is $110,000. I go and I take a loan for $120,000, thus $10,000 uh, above and beyond the uh, the uh, the um, book value of that asset, and then I end up either spending that money on operations or I end up taking that money out of the business. I could end up in a situation, or will end up in a situation where I have negative equity, 
And that ends up uh, showing, if somebody's looking at the financials, a situation to where uh, either the business is losing money or uh, the business is not managing its finances in a way that's favorable. And then also there are some unintended, usually unintended tax consequences to that as well. So how are we going about managing our equity? One way we know our business is not healthy is if I have to bring in equity participants into my business simply to keep it operational. Now, many times uh, individuals will bring in equity participants for different reasons. Okay, it may be, number one, they may, that person may have a skill set that the business needs. So they may offer equity in exchange for that particular skill set, maybe a little bit of cash, whatever the case may be. But they need to bring that equity participant in because they can bring something to the business that the existing owners and team cannot bring to the table. Next, and most often, they're bringing uh, equity participants in to be able to either um, to, to either uh, get that business started up and growing or to uh, to scale the business. So they may bring an equity participant in simply because they need the cash uh, in order to be able to, to grow the business. But if you're bringing in equity participants because you simply cannot manage the cash flow of the business currently, meaning uh, you simply cannot keep the business operational uh, with the revenue you have coming in, uh, it's a sign that the business definitely needs some help. It's not in a healthy position. So ideally, if you're bringing in equity participants, it's going to be for one of those other more positive reasons. That being number one, you need the cash flow to be able to scale the business. Uh, and or number two, uh, you're bringing that equity participant in because they have a skill or some other type of value uh, that they can bring to the business that's going to help to push the business forward. So why are we bringing in equity participants? Are we managing that well? Are we able to, uh, when we talk about equity also, are we able to manage, are we able to pay ourselves uh, a reasonable salary out of our business? I've talked about this a number of times in previous podcasts, but when we talk about you as the owner and your equity inside of that business, uh, you need to take a look at your salary inside of that business. Is it reasonable? Uh, so, uh, and the reason why I say this, I say, well, Josh, the, you know, the payroll appears on the, on the P&L. That is true. Okay. However, if I am living off of draws inside of my business and I'm not able to take a salary out of my business, that's going to appear in the equity section. That is going to show a sign of either mismanagement of finances or a lack of health because the business owner is not able to pay himself or herself a reasonable salary out of the business. So looking at the equity section, managing that equity, if I have to reduce my salary and I'm just going to take draws out of the business because I'm trying to avoid payroll taxes um, or uh, simply uh, just not able to manage the finances within the business to where I said, you know what, I'm not going to mess with payroll. I'm just going to take uh, just take draws out uh, periodically when I, need, when I need to take the cash and the business has cash. That shows a mismanagement of the finances of the business and, sh- and w- does show us that the business is not uh, either healthy at all or is not as healthy uh, as it could or should be. So are you able to pay yourself a reasonable salary for the services you are providing uh, uh, to the business? And I, I have an entire podcast on this particular topic. But does your salary align with what it would cost to replace your position inside the business? And also taking a look at your own personal expenses enough to uh, sustain your lifestyle. So you're not tempted to go in and draw uh, more cash out of the business than, than is needed. So um, are you able to pay yourself a reasonable salary? So if you're, once again, you're just purely pulling draws out of the business, you're not paying yourself a salary out of the business, the business isn't serving you, the business ultimately truly is not healthy. So how are we are managing our equity? Next, how are we handling our surplus and our reserves? 
how are we handling our surplus and our reserves? So hopefully you're in a business to where uh, your business is, is profitable. So it's making money. Uh, you have access. After you go through, you pay all of your bills every month. You have excess capital. Uh, after you go through and you pay everything off, you actually your business is actually profitable. So you're in a position where, you where you're profitable, you're not pulling the cash out of the business, and you're beginning to build a stockpile. Okay, just like in your own personal finances, I think every business needs to have certain types of plans inside of their business. The first one being some sort of a savings plan. And this comes through, and this is, again, once again, very granular, very basic. But first of all, do we have some sort of a savings plan in place to be able to cover operational expenses if we end up in a season to where either the economy is, uh, is rough, maybe something happens, or some sort of a disruptor, uh, either in the economy, maybe some sort of disruptor in your area, uh, in your industry, uh, something like that that ends up resulting in a time, a short period of time, a pandemic, okay, a short period of time to where you need that cash flow to be able to keep the business operational. Now, if you're going to do this, you're going to have to be purposeful in planning. Many times as entrepreneurs, we end up with cash and we're looking for a place to deploy it. I'm going to put it inside the business. Hopefully, it's not pulling it out the cash out of the business. But, okay, what, where can I invest inside the business to grow the business? Uh, where, where can I go through and invest in something else in order to be able to hopefully bring cash flow back? Uh, I'm going to start this other side business with the money that I'm making. All those are okay. And I'm going to, at some point in a future podcast, we'll, we'll, we'll jump into this a little bit. But I think step number one needs to be, do you have that savings plan in place? It's boring. It's not fun as an entrepreneur. And you're like, oh, this business, this money is sitting here not doing anything for me. Uh, why would I have some sort of a saving plan? Okay, well, from a, from a dollars and cents perspective, you look at it and say, well, it really doesn't make, a, make sense because there's very minimal ROI on that, right? I can put it by, you know, I can put it into a money market or whatever the case may be, but the returns can be very, very small. And I'm going to look and say, well, I could take that money, some, put that money someplace else and earn 8%. However, from a uh, from a business, a good, sound, strong business, uh, foundational business perspective, you need to have some sort of a savings plan in place for your business to where you end up, whether you know, you're starting off and we say, okay, well, you know, monthly it costs us $100,000 to run our business. We want $100,000 in the bank uh, so I can operate my business for at least 30 days if I were not to bring in one penny into the business to get us through a, a season. And so that may be, depending on your business, it may be one month, it may be three months. Uh, hopefully, I think most businesses should be working probably toward that three months, just like in their personal finances, that three to six months. It might be prudent, probably is prudent to have uh, maybe three months inside of a savings account inside of your business. It's sort of a rainy day fund for your business, as uh, you probably have heard that called before. Okay, so, uh, so have those cash reserves there just in case there's a dip inside the business and <clears throat> you're able to keep that business operational. <clears throat> Next, uh, is handling surplus and reserves. How are we handling it? Next, purposeful planning as far as it relates to our, our reserves. <clears throat> so I have this, uh, this ca uh, savings plan in place, okay, but also uh, am I going to look, are there other things I know that I'm going to want to do coming forward, and am I saving for that as well? So, for example, uh, I, my, my accounting firm that I own, we are, we are scaling. We're at the point now, I mean, every desk is full inside the office. I have remote team members. We're running into a situation to where we're out of room. So it may, it may end up uh, at some point, if I look maybe six months, a year down the road, it may require uh, going into a different location. That's going to require capital. If I go and buy another location, it's going to require a down payment, okay, things of that nature. So uh, we have as part of our savings plan something we're trying to do to just in case we decide that we want to, we need the capital to be able to go and take this pivot into a different location that we have the money there. If you're looking and say, okay, well, six front months from now, it's possible I'm going to have this opportunity to be able to, uh, to invest in this particular area, to be able to grow my business. Maybe it's get a new location, a new market, 
uh, or you know, um, I need to uh, onboard some some more employees once I get into this uh, uh, six month down the road, whatever the case may be. But that's also you have a savings plan in place for that as well. So a savings plan for operations, and then a savings plan also for future growth whatever that may look like, okay, future growth and investment uh, for the business. So how are you handling your surplus and reserves? So how are you managing your equity? Taking a look at how you manage your surplus and reserves. Next, asking yourself the question, are you able to maintain the business as it is currently? Are you able to invest adequately inside the business to properly maintain any sort of real and personal property as well as your team members inside of your business? So if you're going through and if you're saying, okay, I do not have the cash to be able to invest properly inside of my business, okay, there, there's a health issue inside of your business, okay, and something that you need to, you need to work through. Get some help uh, and how to, what does that look like from a budgeting perspective, okay? You, a lot of times it just boils down right to that. Am I purposefully sitting down, working on my budget, and part of that budget is going to be uh, to, to address these types of things. There should be a line item in your budget for um, maintaining the equipment, the property that you have uh, now, and then also investing in your team members and growing your team members. I would say maintaining uh, your team members. Uh, are you investing in education for them? Uh, team training? Are you doing these types of things? Okay, if you aren't a- able to adequately invest in your business, I feel sad for these uh, uh, sometimes employees of, of some of our some of our clients that uh, what well, we may have you know <clears throat> conversations and, and meetings or calls, whatever the case may be, and they may bring up that. You know, they, they'd love to, they'd love the people they work for, but they they feel they have to go someplace else because the business owner isn't able to take care of them as some of the basic essential need that an employee may need. Uh, that may be health insurance, retirement, whatever the case may be. Um, so if you're a business owner, are you investing in your people in a way that's going to serve them as well? You ask them to come to work for you for all these hours every week. Uh, invest in them properly, okay? And, and make sure you have the cash to do that. Make sure you're budgeting to do that. Uh, making sure that you have budget line items on there. If you have a business location, whether you're renting, owning, whatever the case may be, guess what? At some point, you may have to call a plumber, a roofer, whatever the case may be to come out and, and fix something. There should be a line item in your budget for that, okay? And, and you have your, your cash flow to be able to do that. So are you able to, to maintain the business? Now, you should have indicators around all of these. So you have that goal, and then you're going to measure for that goal. So if that goal is three months in savings, you are going to purposefully be measuring that. What have you done this week to get you closer uh, to hitting that particular goal that you have uh, for that savings plan? Uh, Are you getting closer to the point to where you're able to properly fund uh, to be able to maintain the real and personal property inside of your business, to be able to to, to provide for your employees the needs that they have, uh, not just financially, but also uh, investing uh, investing in the culture inside of your business, uh, investing in them as individuals, uh, giving them the education and the training that they need. And then uh, the last metric that we can look at as it relates to the health of our business is our is our is our or are our best bringing us their best. So are we getting referrals? I think this is number one when we look at our clientele base. Uh, are they bringing us referrals? If they're bringing us referrals, it is a it is a sign that we're doing pretty good work and we have a and we have a fairly decent business. And so um, uh, for uh, for my accounting firm, for example, almost everything comes to us through referral, um, and then uh, the rest of it usually comes from me traveling and speaking and engaging with people. So, um, uh, so but, when it, but most of our business comes through simply through referrals. When we're doing work for someplace else, they're, they're at a, you know, talking to another business owner, they hear, you know, they hear good things, and so uh, they'll end up reaching out to us. And so if that is happening inside of your business, that means there's something working inside of your business. You have a good, healthy business. Same thing is true with your team. Are, are your team members, you know, uh, bringing along other good, qualified people uh, to you uh, to consider for hire. 
Okay, it's also another sign that something is working inside of your business. You have a good culture. You're financially taking care of your people. Once again, these are these are a little bit more indicators. Like it's harder to put a number on it. Okay, you could as far as you know, uh, we're looking to get this number of referrals, this type of thing. But um, but then you may be actively doing something to try to get those referrals, uh, meaning you're paying for them or whatever the case may be. But if you're getting what I'm saying is just kind of raw organic referrals coming inside of your business, uh, you did not ask that client to bring you a referral; they just did. Okay, you had a team member that kind of knows maybe you're looking to hire and they, they have, you know what, I have, a, I have someone I know in my network that I think would be perfect for the job and, they, uh, and they, they bring that referral to you as well. They're proud to bring that person to you, whether it's another prospective client, whether it's a prospective employee uh, and, and so forth. So uh, how can we go about knowing, looking at the equity section of our business, a couple of uh, wrap up uh, thoughts here as it relates to looks inside of our business to know whether or not our business is healthy. Take a, we can take a look at our equity section uh, how is that being managed? That can tell us a lot about the business. If I'm looking to to sell my business, that equity section is extremely important. Okay, that equity section needs to be strong if you're looking to exit, if you're looking to sell that business. Okay, once you get into that legacy phase, uh, the, the exit stage, the succession stage, whatever you want to call that, whatever that looks like for you inside of your business, uh, that equity section has to be healthy. So how are you managing the equity? Uh, how are you handling your surplus and reserves? Are you able to properly maintain the business? And then lastly, um, are you, uh, is, you, is your best, are your best uh, team members, your best uh, uh, clients bringing you their best referrals? So I think if we take a look at these things, we have uh, measurements in place for these things. We're monitoring them. We're purposeful about planning. I think we will find that our business is going to be a much healthier place than it would be otherwise. This is Josh Belk with the Belk on Business Podcast. Thank you for taking a few moments to listen today. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Have a wonderful day.